Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. You can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today I'm going to discuss with you protocols in sessions and why protocols are important, especially when dealing with a submissive or an overactive mind. And so a lot of what I've noticed in my experience is if you're dealing with someone with an overactive mind, you'll need to give them things to keep them busy and to help them to establish some kind of rhythm and discipline. First, we'll discuss protocols and why establishing protocols is very important. Protocols are important to establish a rhythm and a discipline within your submissive, giving her things to do that are focused on what your needs are combined with what, with what her needs are. And the only way to know that is to understand who she is and to convey what your needs are to her. So, for example, if you have the kind of sub that's an overthinker, you want to give her things, you want to give her tasks and protocols that makes her focus in on rhythmic things. Example, protocol asking to speak. So any converse, any communication between you two starts off with her asking for permission to speak. And then she asks for permission to be dismissed. Things like that. Uh, y'all guys know, y'all have heard me speak on many podcasts that I love journals. It establishes a rhythm. It establishes uh, discipline that she focuses on every night. Okay, I need to make sure that I have my journal in by such and such a time every night. And no deviation off of that. And any violations, any deviant deviancy off the protocols, off the tasks, then you have to work into what punishment looks like. You know, a way of training, so to say. And so, again, if you have the kind of submissive that has an overactive mind, do not allow her mind to wonder but so much. Give her clear and concise direction. Give her some things to work on and things to work towards. This will help establish, again, discipline, and focus this absolutely helps her she feels comfortable she will feel comfortable doing these things and will and will cherish that because she sees the long run how it helps her and it's so subliminal because these things actually will help them in other areas where they lose focus and discipline they will see the results they will discuss with you those results but you have to give them things to focus on things to work toward if you don't you risk you risk 
having a lot of unnecessary issues in your relationship. You risk having to be frustrated by their actions. And a lot of this, again, is this is not a, I meet you today and tomorrow, this is what you're doing. This is a, you ease them into certain things. You get to know them, you get to know who they are. Once you get to know them and know who they are, then you can try to mix things in. We're like a scientist, so to say, right? Like, let me mix a little bit of the purple with a little bit of the red and a little bit of the yellow. And let me see what I come up with, right? And then what works? Well, maybe I take the yellow out because the yellow didn't really, that didn't really work. That didn't, I didn't really see any good results from that. So let me mix in some gray. You know, just, you just got to keep mixing your formula up, but ease them into it. You don't meet someone today and then tomorrow you're hardcore discipline and hardcore this and hardcore that. I mean, I guess you could try that. I haven't seen a lot of success with that method. But I have seen long-term plays work out. And what I mean long-term plays is giving them something, getting to know them, and then implementing things as you go. And they see that as a reward. They see that as growth. Oh, he's investing in me. Oh, you know, I can't wait to see what next he's going to bring. That's the challenge of being a, a dominant man. You have to put your energy and your mind into the relationship. And it's tricky. It's tricky and it's not it's not made for everybody. A lot of guys, they just want to be domineering. And then they'll just throw things at them to see what sticks and punish them if they don't do it. That's just being domineering. Anyone can be domineering. But to actually see this person and see where you can help them grow, that takes a more emotionally connected individual. And then that person can help that person grow by implementing things that they see work, that they know can take them to the next level. And, they, and you know those things by knowing who they are and what may or may not work for them. And it's the same for when you want to do sessions. You have to understand what people's hard limits are. You know, what's the line drawn? Some may not like a, a, a some may not have a problem with you spanking them or any kind of sensory play with the nipples or the clit and things like that, but they may not like to use a ball gag, right? Or they might not have a problem with a ball gag, but they don't they have an issue with you um, doing anal play, or they may not have a fetish for a liking for you tickling them. Or you scratch. It's just all kind of stuff. But those things come into play as you get to learn someone. So I don't want guys to think that you could just meet and play and like everything is just going to go great. You just have to take your time to get to know a person. You have to understand, am I in it to help them grow and I grow? Or am I just in it to have fun? Now, part of this is people just want to have fun. People just want to have kinky fun and that's cool too but you have to understand how how much of an investment of yourself and into them you're going to make if this is just kinky fun and not more so going into a relationship direction you just have to know the difference between the two and something that i've just thought about the other day and i actually wrote wrote about this a little short little meme about this is 
it's okay, guys, to to look at doms, femdoms. You know, you can learn a lot from femdoms. I've just been, I follow several femdoms on Twitter and on Tumblr. And, you know, even as I look at some online stuff, videos and things like that, femdoms have a lot of things right. And I can tell you for sure, I'm not saying all of them, but they definitely have more of a control over themselves far as when it comes to sex in a session. And that's crucial because, gentlemen, this is where we lose. When we make it about sex, that gives the sub ultimate control over everything because women control men through sex already our desire for it, our want for it, our chase for it, whether they're giving it to you or they're not, or they're denying you, it still has a, a an attraction to us to a point where it can be detrimental to whatever we're trying to do. So we have to be able to control ourselves sexually. And I think a good example of that are feminine doms. They definitely can do sessions, touching, spanking, and all that. And even if they have intercourse, it's not a... It's not a for pleasure always thing. It is a straight punishment. It is a straight, I'm just fucking the shit out of you kind of thing. I'm doing you dirty kind of fucking, right? Because this is the session. I'm supposed to, where you're, you have an objective in the session, and this is where you're taking them. And a lot of sessions are, are built around straight up sexual denial, which can send the subsensory level through the roof which is really great. And that ultimately empowers the dominant in that situation. So I, I encourage look at femdoms. Even the way they treat the subs is really great. You learn a lot. And they know the levels of women. Women know women, right? More than men know women. So when you watch how a woman treats another woman, you can see that's how they like. They like that soft kind of touch. And then they like that hard core stuff. You know, they like that. They like that balance between the worlds. And I think women just know because they feel everything. They know. They know where the spots are. They know where, you know, they just know more in in that lane. And so I think we can definitely learn from them as well as you can learn from a, a, a male dominant looking at a session. But you definitely can learn more, I think, from women because women definitely are not giving in to female subs in sessions and I think this is where a lot of guys get caught up because guys are coming from that vanilla world now I'm in this dominant world and really maybe I'm more of a kinkster than I am a dominant and then you don't understand how you go in a session you do a little bit of kink stuff and a whole lot of sex and you feel like you won but you're really losing you're really losing control and she's going to keep bringing that to you, begging you to suck your cock, begging you to fuck her mouth, begging you to fuck her ass, begging you to fuck her pussy. And if you always give in to that, if you always give her what she wants, you are not really a dominant. A dominant is about discipline and denial a lot. Well, with, you have to be tactical with it. Let me say that. Not a lot, but you have to be tactical in a way that you deal with it. And you definitely have to have a lot of denial in you. And if you don't, 
then you just give in to every little thing she wants. And so, as you know, domination and submission is an exchange of power. But a lot of times women want to see if they can be circumvent the power exchange. And it's just the challenge of, of, of how women deal with men. They challenge men. They're supposed to challenge us to bring out the best in us to see if we are who we say we are. Because you can say anything, but your actions reveal what you truly are. And so their objective is to pull that out of us. You know, even if you're in a vanilla relationship, the 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 relationship between a man and a woman can become challenging. You know, just and, and even the most submissive woman wants to know that she has a man that will, you know, protect her, guide her. But how do they know? It's just more than words. You can say anything, but if your actions is different, they're not going to follow because they see that you're fake. And so for a lot of guys that's getting into this and they want to be dominant, da, da, da. If you don't have it in yourself to deny yourself sex, you probably won't be a really good dominant. You'll probably fall short because you're weak to sex. And you're probably in this lifestyle as a way of just getting sex without the responsibility of a relationship. I get it. I see it all the time. I understand the mindset. I, I understand. That's, that's what I see. But true domination is you having the ability of getting right to the core of her or at least trying to get to the core of her, which means that you're opening up space for her to feel comfortable enough to be herself, accepting of herself, and she'll display to you and will say to you everything that's on her mind and in her heart. She wants to share those things. She just knows she can't share that with everybody or just anyone because people have a way of wanting to control that and not in a nurturing way. They want to control it so they can restrict it. They want to deny it for selfish reasons and not help her grow in her submission, help her grow as an individual, help her understand how to relate to a man in more positive ways. What's an example? Of, you know, you're supposed to be an example of a man who's measured, who has his wits about him, has his affairs in order, a master of his of himself first, and then can be a master or a sir or or a daddy dominant to someone else. So. I also like watching feminine doms in sessions. You can get a lot of good information, a lot of good um, tips, a lot of good methods on how to do a session, how they start, how they end, what they say is all very crucial. What you say during the session is how you're leading the session or lack thereof conversation, right? You could have a session where as though you have a submissive blindfolded and tied up or chained or however restrained and all she can hear is you walking around 
breathing and grabbing stuff you know grabbing stuff and and using it on her and things like that you know you're really attacking that mind of her you're sending her into a mental fucking bliss which is great but when you taking them to this mental bliss you just have to remember that there's always aftercare and I noticed with these things online these sessions that Dom's them doms are having aftercare comes with a lot of conversation just conversation how did you like it what did you think about this what did you think about that um and just a light touching of the shoulders or the leg just smooth touching that bringing them down whatever it takes to bring them down and understanding your submissive helps you understand how you're going to set up the session and how you're going to bring them down off of that bliss because if you don't bring them down you send them straight to sub drop and that's not good that's not good for them that's not good for you and so things like warm tea a blanket or whatever it is that is her particulars maybe she likes to smell jasmine or you know or this that and other this that and other these are things that you know and these are the things that you calculate in a session and I would uh, I would say when you want to do a session, don't try to just keep it all in your head. I think that you should script it out. At least I do. I like to write down how I want the whole session to go from beginning to end. What she should wear, how we'll begin, what's going to happen in the middle, and what's going to happen at the end. And remember, end is aftercare always. And so I write those things down so I can have a script. I actually may even rehearse the script. This is where I want her to walk to. I want her to kneel here. I want her to knock on the door there. Um, three knocks, no more than three knocks. She must know that. Um, when she walks in, maybe there's going to be a letter with her name on it. She opens up the letter and files the instructions on the letter. All these things are very 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 important and also what it does it gives her gratitude it gives her appreciation for the fact that you actually took time to script this whole thing out you know with minor with 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 bulletin points and then you're filling in all the things in between as you go that's the mystery that's the mystery part of it and remember guys candles work different color lighting um you want to use some scents buy yourself a diffuser you can buy a, a inexpensive diffuser from target or walmart for 20 dollars. put some water in it put some essential oil in it you know you can completely set the mood with lighting and scents you have to really become in tune with what sense work for what reason right if you buy more citrus smelling scents they're more of a of a of a freshener right if you buy cucumber cucumbers are more of an awakening fresh kind of scent right if you want to buy franken frankincense frankincense has that very chalky thick kind of scent but it brings that spiritual kind of 
um, thing to your mind. You you think about frankincense, you think about like Catholic churches burning frankincense, frankincense and you know frankincense they they used to burn to clean it, cleanse the air of spirits and all like that. Sage and frankincense together, or just sage by itself, or frankincense and 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 myrrh as well. All those scents are like cleaning scents of the air of the spirits and all that. Uh, good vibrations, all that. Or you can use um, chamomile, which is uh, you know used to bring you down. Or eucalyptus, which is like a a, a, a refreshing scent. Uh, peppermint, which is a refreshing scent. Uh, you can use some other stuff like lavender oil. Lavender oil is one that relaxes you. So these are just small things that you can invest in. And all these things can go into a session. The session doesn't have to be rich with toys and all these different gadgets. It just has to be a nice setup. And again, a woman likes that kind of stuff. They like to know that you're investing in them. They like to know that, hey, he really took his time to show me something different, to give me an experience. This is what dominants do. You don't give them sex. Give them an experience. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to open up yourself and just experiment. And if you're not a guy who's very creative with very elaborate uh, ideas like this, right? Just go online, look at some doms and some fem doms, and look at how they do sessions. Look at the, th listen to the things they say. Why did, why are they moving this session like this? Why did she do this in that order? It all means something to the people that are masterful in the art of domination and submission when it comes to doing sessions and interaction. There are artists. And there are masters of the art. And then there's people who are just in it, just doing stuff, you know. But uh, you want to grow in your domination. It doesn't, you, no one comes in hitting the ground running. You know, you have to be taught. And, and, it, and it's a feel to it. You have to feel what's between you and her and know how you can move. You can't treat Sarah the way you can treat Michelle and the way you can treat Eve they're all different women they're all different submissive they all had different needs they all think differently you know one might be more uh, aggressive alpha male type so when you get with her everything needs to like come down um, the other one might be more of an overthinker more all over the place you want to do things that give her focus and discipline and then you might have one that's kind of a blend of those two but maybe she's emotionally needy right and then so then you have to know how to deal with that and so again to master domination is just being observant of those who are masters of the art and it's okay to look at dominant men and dominant women. And I suggest that men study feminine, fem doms. You can learn so much from fem doms. 
just the way they go about things, the way they talk, the way they demand, the way they demand respect, the way they demand, you know, certain things, the way they demand you engage them from the beginning is really beautiful to see. And I think sometimes dominants don't want to come across as brash or as harsh, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to establish early, hey, listen, you're talking to me, this is how you're going to deal with me, period. If you're going to speak to me, you must ask to speak to me. If I'm not your sir, you don't call me sir. That's fine. You can call me ink. You don't have to call me sir if I'm not your if I'm not your dominant. And if you have another dominant, then you just address me as ink. You don't have to address me as sir. If you feel better of, about calling me sir because just of how you were raised or how you think in your heart out of respect, like, look, you're not my dominant, but I respect you enough to call you sir, that's fine too. But I do not personally make a requirement for a sub to call me sir unless she is my sub and I tell submissives this as well because they can try to again boys again guys they can try to force the swag they can try to take the direction over early if you don't check them at the crossroads you have to check them at every little milestone or you risk you know, giving up your power in the exchange. Trust me. Trust me. You always have to have checks and balances with yourself first and with them second. Always. So to recap, number one, do some studying, do some watching. It's too easy nowadays. You guys only have to pick up a book. Like, you know, when I first got involved, I had, you know, I've read books like Sex 101, Sex Magic 101, um, um, Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns, Romance and Sexual uh, Sorcery, and Say the Masochism. You know, I've read that book. I've read some of uh, Michael McCobb books. And, of course, now uh, people have had a bad taste in their mouth with him with some of his um, sexual deviant practices with um, underage women. Uh, and, you know, it's just um, unfortunate, but his books were good and relevant up to the point that uh, he did some, you know, some violation of uh, some minors' rights. But at any rate, um, so, you know, I did a lot of reading early on. And nowadays, you could just go online. There's plenty of people talking about domination and submission they're actually doing uh bondage you know they're talking about sessions and you know you can just look at femdoms all on twitter they're they're bossing up and and the funny part is i don't see a lot of dominant men offering services to subs for pay but femdoms don't, don't have a problem with asking for money look you're gonna pay me to boss you around and they stick to it and get paid. And it's just it's just how the game is. Uh, I don't know many men, dominant men, that charge for sessions. Uh, I've, I mean, I you know I do know 
of some guys that have charged, but far as consistently advertising that this is what they do, you won't see a lot of that. But if you go to Fendoms, that's what they do. They that's what they do. They they get the bag. They get the bag. And if you don't know what I mean by they get the bag, they get the bag means they're getting money. The money bag. So, uh, and I'm not mad at them at all. Like, I, I admire the work that they do. Uh, I know a lot of times to deal with people that you're not emotionally connected to, having a form of payment allows you to separate yourself in a way as though you don't take things too personal. So I completely get it. I have no uh, disdain or no um, negative commentary to that. Um, to each state, to each his own. You know, what another person does with their money or how they operate in their life. I'm like, you know, do you be happy? You know, if it doesn't infringe on me, I'll just say, go ahead and be happy. But, you know, again, guys, you can learn a lot from femdoms and you can always learn a lot from uh, dominant men as well. You can always ask a dominant for advice. And if you're going to come to a dominant man or just a dominant period for advice. I mean, be ready to be a student. Don't just come with some silly questions and then leave. Like really be a student and ask pertinent questions. Ask questions of about yourself. Like what should I do to be better? Instead of how do I get her in line? Because if you ask me, how do I get my submissive in line? I'm gonna say you have to get yourself in line first. So everything starts with you. And so Take that inner journey first. Get yourself together in a way that you know that you can be a leader of someone else other than yourself. Now, you can't be considered a man, in my opinion, if you don't have the means to take care of yourself and someone else. That's just how I was raised by men in my life. They didn't consider you a man until you can take care of yourself and someone else. So with that being said, if you're not self-sustained and you really don't have the means to really take care of someone else, not only financially, but emotionally and mentally, you shouldn't even entertain being a dominant and playing with submissives because a submissive wants to lean on a dominant man. And how can they lean on you when you're frail and weak and very important areas you know if her house burns down she can't come live with you she she can't come spend the night with you you living in your mother's basement or you have an apartment with someone else you know like these are things that have to be considered you know if you want to if you want the respect of a dominant well you have to have the things that come with being respected as a dominant beyond words so this is my uh these are my thoughts on uh protocols and sessions and why these things are important and how those two kind of go together you know you have these protocols and then you can have the protocols you know go within the session and then uh even in session you can come out with, you know, you violated some of these protocols. You didn't stay on task. Then you can, you know, you know, physically have her there 
looking at her in her eye and making her right, making her whole, so to say. This is what we do. This is what we do. And again, I didn't start off knowing all this. I grew into this. Okay. I grew into understanding this through reading and through watching, through observing other dominants and femdoms. And I just have to tell you guys again, like really look at some femdoms. Like don't, do not discount because she's a woman that you can't learn from her or because she's a woman and maybe she's uh, dominating men that you can't learn from that whole exchange because again, a submissive is a submissive genderless wise, okay? Being submissive is just being able to give up your power to someone else and being dominant has no is genderless. A person can be dominant just personality wise. Okay? So it has nothing to do with she's a woman, she can't, or he's a guy, he shouldn't be. Some, nah, it, it's not how it is. People just, people that know themselves, they embrace it. I see no problem with a man wanting to be dominated if that's who he is. You know, I know some regular guys who are that way. They would never admit it, but you can tell by the way they live their life. And you can tell by the woman that they've chosen to marry or to be with and how she runs them. And that's fine. It's just in this lifestyle, we own it. And then when you do sessions or you get to into play, it just looks different. But the way it looks is just, in a, is just in a, a physical admission to this is who I am. And that's fine. And you can be that way with your dominant and then go out in the world and, and be completely different. So, and, and that's fine. And all that's good. But it's when you're with a dominant or when you're with a sub is to be able to be yourself and explore all those different things within you in a safe place of non-judgment. Thank you for listening. This is Sir Inc. And remember, you can always catch us or follow up with us on Facebook and on Instagram at Sir Inc. INQ The Experience. Also, Sir INQ09 on Twitter. And you can always email us at Sir INQ09 at gmail.com. Thank you. Quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.